Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Leanna Alcock. Um, Leanna, tell us a bit about yourself and then we'll go into your story. For sure. So um, I, I live um, on Vancouver Island in uh, British Columbia. Um, I'm a mom. I got four kids, 19, 16, 11, and seven. Uh, so they take up a lot of my time. <laughs> um, pretty much, you know, that's, that's my life, right? I'm, I'm kids and I'm work. Um, that, that's what I do for the most part. <laughs> I mean, I come from a, a long history of, you know, sales jobs and customer service jobs and, and helping people in that kind of, that kind of realm. And, and so investing to me is not really investing it's more of a people business so um that's why i really like it <laughs> i just fit in really well with it <laughs> yeah and no, helping people that kind of stuff that makes a lot of sense good fit um so let's let's yeah. talk your your real estate story and how your real estate story, <laughs> real estate story. <laughs> yeah. where you where you started what you how you went through yeah, and where you, sure. you got to yeah yeah so um i i was working at ford here um I had a really good job. I, I thought that was going to be my job forever. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm in the union, you know, woo. Cause that's what you like kind of strive to do when you're, when you're younger, right. To have a good job, get benefits, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I started, um, I came across some affiliate marketing thing online and it kind of piqued my interest. And, and so I started in dabbling in affiliate marketing. I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, and with that came personal development stuff. Um, so I started to get into personal development where I could, then I came across Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. And that's when they put out this um, KBB course, knowledge business blueprint course. Okay. And for some reason I felt compelled to purchase this program. Um, really didn't even know what the program was about or, or really anything. Yeah. Um, so I purchased this KBB program um, and of course I was, you know, Googling Dean Graziosi and I saw that he had a real estate program that you could do from home. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Real estate. <laughs> Never really thought about it, but hmm, that'd be kind of cool. So I bought that course and I didn't even really go into it. And on the other side of the KBB program, we got put in these little masterminds and I'd done a little bit of research about real estate investing and I really really knew nothing like i i've never bought a house like i knew nothing about canadian real estate but i knew nothing about real estate period yeah um and i got put into this little mastermind group and somehow we started talking about investing and there was a gentleman in that group that said oh i know i've been an investor for 25 years he's like i can teach you and i'm like okay <laughs> really had you know like i just didn't i really had no idea what i was doing so we got on the phone and we we clicked um his name is todd he lives in baltimore okay. and it, i just kind of went with it um but really like green and not i didn't know what like arv meant like you're talking leanna knew nothing <laughs> <laughs> um like nothing and so i started to kind of learn from him and and he he um yeah so we started that and then i think it was about two weeks after I met Todd, I got laid off from my job. Ooh. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> what am I going to do now? So I thought, well, 
I got I got six months or so of unemployment. I'm like, I'll just kind of wing it and see if this if this sticks or if this is anything that I like to do. Um, I knew that I I could talk on the phone and I knew that I could sell things because I've done that for so many years. So yep. I just didn't know real estate. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. Not really searching it, not expecting it to stick or really expecting much from it. Um, everybody thought I was crazy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, because I was, you know, who's this guy? Like, you don't even know him, you know, like, cause like we only talked on the phone. Um, I mean, obviously we did lots of zoom calls and stuff, yeah, yeah. but, um, so yeah, he kind of took me under his wing. Um, and he, um, he flipped houses. So he taught me how to flip a house before I learned how to wholesale. Um, and I learned pretty much, I don't know, everything under the sun because he's done so much and, you know, was involved in a lot of stuff and through the market crash. And so now I feel so like- So were you pretty- doing like the whole thing? Cause you're talking about negotiation. Like, so you were like uh, negotiating with the, the actual yeah. seller. And- yeah, I, I, I did like everything except pick up a hammer and, and rebuild the house pretty much. <laughs> so everything done from, you know, figuring out what type of list to pull, how to get those lists, how do you market, what systems do you need to use, like all of that stuff I had no idea. Um, I basically just jumped on Facebook into every real estate Facebook group in the yeah. United States I could think of. Yeah. And I yeah. just started asking questions and and learning and watching other people do stuff and and but yeah i i did all of it called them put properties under contract um dealt let's with let's go through it let's like so yeah so like, you see how you do this you sort of you you, you figured out your market first so you then you started yeah marketing. i mean he's in baltimore yeah he's in baltimore so that's kind of where i landed um not and that's like you're, you said you're in bc so that's like yeah, I didn't even know literally didn't even know where Baltimore was and I'm like the first time I looked on the map I'm like whoa I'm like we're literally across the other side of the country exactly like, you're both on water almost. <laughs> yeah like I really didn't even know where Baltimore existed in the map um yeah. I still don't know where a lot of places are but um yeah, yeah so it was it, I still don't understand why Todd ever you know just decided to take me under his wing I just think that's the type of person he is and you, you know, something, I don't know, I guess it was meant to be. Um, but yeah, he basically just taught me, you know, what a motivated seller was and like why you're gonna, you know, what types of motivations you can go after and um, very different from British Columbia because you, you don't have any access to any of that information like foreclosures and probate property, <laughs> you know, like it's lock and key here. Um, which didn't really matter because I didn't know how to do any of that stuff here anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, like I, yeah, I just knew agents. You had a real estate agent and, and a mortgage broker. <laughs> like that's about it, right? When you sold the house. Um, so completely different in the United States because you can, you have access to so much stuff, um, so much data. <laughs> they give a lot of information away about people. It's, it's surprising actually. Um, but yeah, it was just basically like he walked me through, you know, each step of, of what to kind of look for in, in a property and why we're looking for that. And how yeah, to so like, you, you, I guess off the start, you, how did you, you probably had to identify a neighborhood first and then you said, you yeah, I mean, he had, yeah, he had his zip codes that he liked because he'd yeah. been doing it for so long. So there's a list of, I don't know, 30 or 40 of them or something. Yeah. 
um, but he explained kind of the, the market and Baltimore. So these are all in like Maryland or are they all yeah. in UK? Yeah, all in Maryland. Just well, about three, three or four counties is where he primarily, because Maryland's actually fairly big. Okay. Um, it's really, yeah, there's a lot of weird places in Maryland, but there's also a lot of um, really junky houses and streets that you don't want to rehab or touch or, you know, it's really block by block. Yep. So he explained, like, I mean, yeah, he would just, he was like a wealth of knowledge. Like I, he would always say, um, I wish I could just take my brain and put it into your head. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> um, and because he just would want to like dump all this information, but it was literally like, yeah, if I had a training manual, it was like page by page of just how to do every little single, single part of the business, to do. you know? So yeah. for, for pulling these lists, like, um, are you using list source or what kind of, uh, yeah, there's list source and there's, um, you can pull them straight from the County. If you know how to do that or, uh, prop stream is another program you can yeah. use. Um, connected investors has a, a pin tool, um, that you can use. So there's multiple different kind of programs that you can use. Yeah. Um, you know, data is data. So it's not always a hundred percent correct, you know, um, because it's just not. Um, if it's not too probing, like what kind of lists are you pulling? Like out of state investors, yeah, so, like what kind um, of things we're looking for? Yeah. So basically I pull um, high equity data is the easiest data to get and you can get a lot of it. So I pull as much high equity data I could for whatever zip code I was working in or county. Um, and then I have another program that tells, checks the United States Postal Service for vacant properties. Yeah. Um, so I load it into this other program. Um, and then I'll pull um, anything like bankruptcies, foreclosures, tax liens, child support liens, mechanics liens. Um, code violations, water shutoffs, fire damaged properties, um, uh, what else? 24-hour uh, arrest records properties, um, just any sort of any sort of distress type thing you could think of. Um, and then this program kind of compiles all of these lists together and it, it'll show me if there's a property that's on more than one list, which obviously is more distress factors or properties you want to go after. Yeah. Um, but it also, so I would pull like a high equity vacant and I do a campaign to that because they're kind of like the high equity, you want yeah. high equity and vacant properties. Um, so when you're saying high equity, is that because you're looking to do seller financing? Is that what you're, you're, you're trying to get off um, no, of it? No, just, just so there was some sort of equity in the property and we're able to, to have a spread in, in, in the deal. I didn't know how to do creative financing at first. Um, okay. I do now, but um, I usually pull like 30%, 30 to 99% high equity. Um, which yeah, because then I guess they can also accept a lower offer because they it, it's actual money. They're not going to have to take a short or something yeah, with the bank. Because it's, yeah, like it's cash, right? Like it's, it's instant. They don't. So what I've sort of learned over the past couple of years is there's a there's certain people that will take a cash offer like a lot of people are like oh you're predatory you're going after these people and lowballing them right and it's not that there's a there's two kind of sets of sellers it's people that don't have time and there's people that have time <laughs> and so the people that don't have time 
need to are you know whether they're relocating or their house is going to be sold put up for auction they don't have time they need a cash offer those guys will take a discount on their property because they're in that situation whereas somebody who isn't in that situation wouldn't necessarily take maybe they take a cash offer but you know there's there's certain scenarios so it's i look at this business of of how can I serve that person? You know, what problem are you going through? If they are, some they're not all, all of them not are not always going through an issue. Um, but how can I help you in that issue? Does that maybe it means you need a realtor? I don't know, right? It, if it means like because I don't just say here's my cash offer and like that's that's it, right? Um, I work through it and see how I can help them. Maybe it's not even me buying their house. You know, there's, it just depends, right? So that's the big, I think, stigma that people, ah, you're an investor and you're going to take in all these houses from these senior citizens, you know? Um, and I'm sure there's probably people out there like that, but um, to me, this is a relationship people business for sure. And there are lots of people out there, whether it's US or Canada or wherever, especially now, um, that are in situations that, that need help and that's kind of that's what we do you know yes. yes obviously we make money off of it but um it's no different than having a regular job right so, so. you're doing this all virtually because you're like literally on the other side of <laughs> different oceans um so yeah. uh did you have any hurdles from like doing this all over the phone or uh um not really because i had done telemarketing for so long like i've Yep. sales just came easy to me um so and i'm a people person i'll talk to anybody um yep. and i can build relationships with people so that part of the business was like a piece of cake i okay. that was like i'm in my wheelhouse there the the hard part is i don't i've never met anybody that i work with everybody i just see them you know either through the phone or through facebook or you know um through zoom calls so that's been my biggest struggle because I like to be part of a team and I like to be, you know, but it's just me here. Right. I have yeah. people, right. It's just me. And so it's, that's been a struggle for me just because I like to, to be sociable. Um, and just finding, you know, trusting people, you know, making sure that I've been burned a few times, um, you know, trusting the wrong type of people. So, you know, my mom still says to me, are you sure you want to be doing this? And I'm like, mom, like, yes, I am. You know, maybe you should just go get a job, you know? Yeah. Um, which, yeah, that was part of it, right? Do I trust this guy that just offered to teach me how to do real estate investing? Or is he going to pay me? Um, so those have been my my biggest hurdles. And, and just, um, yeah. I guess the other one is just being consistent, really, at, at what you're doing every day, you know, because humans are lazy you know don't lazy. say enough it's about stuff. that stuff yeah yeah like it's like <laughs> ah you know i'll do it next tomorrow right because i don't have a boss to report to anymore so getting into that um shift of making sure i was doing the same things every day and then i was actually doing them um took a bit and how to you know time block my day out um it was hard <laughs> it was hard to like stick to a schedule right we're just not when you're at oh, home yeah. and oh yeah you know so yeah, that was the biggest, the biggest hurdles for me, for sure. 
Um, so, and I'll probably still struggle with being consistent part, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, no, that's yeah. the whole thing. I, I hear all kinds of different people saying like, they have lists and, or like piece of paper they have to fill out every day just to make themselves accountable to this piece of paper. Like I got to yeah. make this many calls and do this much stuff and you know, check totally. all their stuff off to get through it just to, to make themselves accountable to something, right? Because yeah, otherwise yeah. it's so easy. You're like, oh, the, you know, my kid's having uh -huh. trouble with some school, so I'm just going to go help him for the day. And you're like, especially yeah, in the last few weeks. Yeah, Netflix on or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, totally. So um, back to where we were before. Um, you got this thing. You're, you're talking to the people. Um, they, you've, you know, kind of probably had a, a verbal agreement or talked, at least had some sort of things. You're now to the point where you're going to do an offer. Are you doing it through email? Are you mailing the offers? Are you mailing it from the U.S.? Are you mailing it from Canada? Well, how do yeah, you get that to them? It depends. It yeah. depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, most people are good with, with electronic, using, you know, DocuSign and, and doing it electronically. Um, there are some people that would prefer to sign in person and and I would just utilize the people that were in Baltimore to get that done. Same as if I needed to see what. Like, would you have like someone run like, over to the property to sign it or would you have them go to a title company or what? what? Yeah, we would just, they would just go to the property or meet them somewhere or, where, or wherever and sign it and then um, email it to the title company. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's actually pretty easy. It's the hard part is staying on top of people. So they're accountable to your contract you know like title <laughs> companies will just let it stack up um so you have to be kind of on them but yeah most people are good with with electronic signatures i found since covid um more people are adapting to everything online it's it's a lot so much. a lot easier yeah they yeah. don't want you to come to the house like let's do yeah it they don't want you coming here um <laughs> you know and at first at first i didn't tell people um that I didn't live in the States. Um, but then when people started questioning my accent, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't think I have one. And then I would, I would tell them and, and then they would think it was really cool. So I kind of oh. used it to my advantage. They like, didn't they, come up with the, the, they weren't like worried about it. I've a only scam. had one person not want to do business because I, I live, I, I live in Canada, but other than that, people are like, that is so cool. Tell me about your story. Also, so, Maryland is not like it's really far and, you know, it's in the North, right? Yeah. So like people yeah. don't even, yeah, they don't even question it. I just kind of tell them my story and how I got started and like, they're like that's so cool good for you and most people are pretty open to it like i said only one person that's said no i don't want to do business with you so um, like with that because you're, you're being open about being canadian do you use a canadian number or you have like a u.s voip number yeah i use um a program called uh what is it called uh oh shoot uh oh my gosh i can't remember what it's called it's not rings i think it's ring central it's ring, yeah, I think it's called Ring Central, um, and it just gives okay. me a, a voice over IP. You can pick. There's tons of services. There, there is so many. I literally on yeah. my phone. I was just like looking. Which ones do I'm using? Like like I use Text yeah. Now. I use Fongo. Yeah, I use now. Hangouts. There's like yeah, there's hangouts. so many. The problem with Hangouts. Sorry, I'm sort of taking over. But when you, I use Hangouts, a lot of times it shows up as like a telemarketer on the yeah. other side. They the, the Hangouts numbers aren't good for Yeah, there's um, a program called Twilio, um, which is where most of the numbers come from. It's, it's I don't even really know. It's a coding program, so you can do a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know what to do with it. But um, that's where most of the numbers come from. I use another one called Dialpad. 
which is like a software. Um, I think you can text message in it. Um, and it's all just over the computer, right? Yeah. It, it's just all computer systems. So, um, yeah, and you can make them local numbers. So it, it'll come up as like a 410 is the zip code or area code in, in Maryland. So most people think it's a Maryland number. Exactly. Yeah. And I can so forward them to my cell phone here too, most of them, if yeah. they call back or something. So it's, yeah, people don't even really notice. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they hear my accent. <laughs> so to step our way through this, we've now like got this offer signed. Now, what's your, um, are you going to wholesale it? Are you going to flip it? Are you renovate yes. it? What's, what's, what, how do you, where do you go from there? So yeah, we kind of figure out that whole part um, before we get the contract signed. So we look at our exit strategy when we're looking at the numbers. So, um, yeah. You know, if it's if it's a property that needs a lot of repairs, then it's probably going to be a fix and flip, most likely. And it, it just depends on what it needs in repairs. It could be, you know, turn it into a rental, or do you want to turn it into a, a HGTV style house? You know, that a new homeowner is going to purchase, right? Um, and so I got to kind of Todd walked me through that whole process, and and you know how to how to tell what your after repair value is um and there's certain nuances with with that and and how you what properties to look at and what not to look at and how many square feet you can go over and um it's actually it, it's kind of like a little bit of a science and you can't yeah. it's he used to tell me he's like just the more and more that you look at this it it'll make sense and you'll just understand it and I, I got frustrated because I'm like, I don't want, like, this is frustrating. I don't know what's what, right? And he's right. It's just the more and more that you do it, it just makes more sense. Like a lot of people get really confused about trying to figure out comms. And a lot of people don't know how to do it correctly. Um, but it just takes time to, you know, figure it out and to run the numbers. Like I remember he'd be able to like look at what the after repair value was and what someone was asking and the, and what the repair costs were and be able to say, yeah, it's a deal or it's not. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be so happy for the day that I can just look at that and do. And now I can. And we joked about it all the time. I'm like, remember when I used to say, I was wish I could just look at these numbers. Um, so it's really just repetition of, you know, learning something new because um, it's really not rocket science, right? You're, you're taking your after repair value and you're timesing it by 70% because we want a discount, right? Oh, yep. And you're yep. taking off your, your repair costs and then you're taking off some holding and closing costs, which in Maryland is the most expensive state. Um, so it's about 10 grand to close on a property. Um, so you said expensive so, state. So what kind of price ranges? And then for those price ranges, what kind of neighborhood are you buying in? Yeah, yeah, Maryland's pretty decent. I, like, I think 250 to 260 is their medium. Maybe it's a bit higher now because of COVID all this crazy stuff jacking everything up but so you're looking yeah. so the properties you're doing have arvs in that sort of range about two yeah 250 to yeah between i would say between 220 and 260 the most yeah yeah and like they're so cheap <laughs> <laughs> they're so cheap like you'd never be able to find a house that that cheap here <laughs> um it's, oh. yeah it's pretty expensive but yeah. yeah i mean there's like california's expensive market but you can go into some there's a market uh, in Georgia somewhere I've heard, and like houses are like 30 grand 
I'm like, I, I buy 30 grand houses. I, I buy like, they're I bought decent. some like under 10 grand houses. Yeah. They're <laughs> nice too. Like they're little brick ranchers. Like there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. I'm like, God, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's some really good, like there's crazy deals that, that you can get. I mean, there are some really yeah. shacky properties that you don't want to touch. Um, some neighborhoods not to touch, but you had your neighborhoods yeah. already. Hit, so you got to skip that. Problem. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, <laughs> The one thing that was weird to me was he like you know vancouver island you don't see like houses that are vacant and boarded up and overgrown grass like that just doesn't i don't i don't know just, you just don't see that here so that was like really weird to me to see like a whole block like no houses like it's all boarded up and i'm like what why does it like what happens to these they just sit there and i think god for all the people that need housing like why are these properties vacant? Like, it just makes no sense. But the areas are overtook with gangs, I guess, and nobody wants to live there. But yeah, but, that part always blows my mind too. Cause I'm like, I always like, anything. I gotta pay my property tax. I gotta pay all my stuff on time. But then I'm like, how are they pulling this stuff off? They just completely yeah. abandon it and, and like-, like <laughs> They just walk away. Yeah, like most people will just walk away. And you can literally, if you don't want your house anymore, you can just sign the deed back to the bank and say see ya and that's like you it's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure so you could just give them the keys back and it's really odd i mean maybe you can do that here too i don't know i, I i'm sure like <laughs> i'm sure the bank would love to have it back based on what you bought it for a few years ago yeah yeah no doubt <laughs> but i mean the, yeah the banks aren't you know the banks aren't in it to to they're houses. not in the business of holding houses no, and that's that's but why you can get foreclosures and stuff yeah. yeah yeah they're not they're not but um i mean yeah you if it's i've seen people i've talked to people about doing it you know cash for keys like that's what they call it down there yeah you're in they'll give the bank will give you like three grand take your keys and give you enough to kind of like move to your next place and and that's unfortunate you know i think I think the United States gives money away too easily to people mm. then they can't afford well and after like the crash and all that stuff like money was people were giving away money everywhere and so I just think yeah there's a lot of people still that are like underwater from 07 08 um you'll see like you know they've had their loan for so long and like they <laughs> just haven't paid any of it down and you're like oh my god um which is really unfortunate you know, a lot of people got screwed back then, which I did learn all about. I knew nothing about any of that stuff at all. Um, but Todd taught me, like he, he went through yeah. it. Um, he sued a couple banks in the United States. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like he, like, he gave me like really deep insider information on some stuff that most people don't even know about. Um, which I won't get into because that's that'll be like down a rabbit hole of <laughs> politics stuff that we don't need to get into. All right. um, you know, yeah, I guess just yeah, the banks are yeah politics. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, other than that, like once I, I mean, he would Todd would teach me. He would have like a rehab scope of work, you know, just on a spreadsheet. Um, you know, line by line of everything that you could think of that would need to get fixed in, in a property. And he kind of just would literally walk me through, you know. So is he like, like the, he this? do your like, he do your like contractor quote? He like, that's what Todd would do? Yeah, yeah. Because we had, he had a, a friend um, who was a project manager for T-Mobile. His name is Roy. And so he came 
and started working with us. And so he basically handled the whole project management. We would just put the properties under contract, but he still taught me how to do that stuff. Um, so I knew what I was doing. Um, and then when, once it got under construction, I didn't really have anything to do with that part of it. Um, you know, dealing with contractors and ordering all the supplies and all that stuff. Um, but once it was finished, then in the States, you can actually use what's called a flat, I think it's a flat fee broker and you can okay. actually list your property on the MLS yourself. It's pretty cool. Um, you pay like 150 bucks or something like that. And so that's what we did because Todd's like, I want you to go through this process. So you know what you're doing. Like he was literally like, you need to do it. Like he'd make me do everything because I learned well doing by doing, but he's like, I want to make sure you at least, yeah. Like I literally, if I didn't know something, I was like Googling it, you know, like what's a warranty deed or, you know, like I didn't know what that was. Yeah. What's this? What's this? Um, I think we've all done that. There's so many terms and so much things that are different. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it was really my best friend um was Google for, you know, if I couldn't get a hold of Todd or something. I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so putting it on the MLS and then dealing with real estate agents, calling the potential buyers. I'm like, I went through that whole process, which is a whole other pain in the butt <laughs> a little bit. So um, I'm guessing you know, that like Todd is a partner more than like a contractor because you sort of hand that whole off like you Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah, we we weren't in a partnership but we had a joint venture agreement between the two of us that or between the three of us roy todd and i that any yeah. deals that we bring in we just split it you know third third to third okay because um, we pretty much i mean i probably did most of the work but it's because <laughs> i was learning you know yeah and i was okay with it but yeah. um yeah so i mean they it's cool because like i i didn't have to put out much of my own money neither like they paid for a lot of the marketing you know yeah. all that like pulling lists and skip tracing and all that stuff is it can get expensive especially if you're not closing deals right you know and all the all the like softwares and stuff that you have to have right because you get caught into that that whole other side of because there's a billion things to pick from yep. and you get oh, yeah. caught in that shiny ball syndrome it's oh look at these fun things you could use right which you probably don't need to begin with um well, you're talking Which, about yeah, all these costs, right? And so you left Ford or you got laid off from Ford and then yeah. you had your six months. So by the end of the six months, you've now accumulated all these new costs. Um, were you able to pay your, you know, have enough money come in to support your lifestyle yeah, flipped, in six months? Yeah, we flipped five, five, I think five or six houses in that. In six months in, you did? In that first year, yeah. The, oh, well, a year. The okay, year. yeah, okay. Yeah, not in six months. Well, that would be really awesome. I was like, that's not incredible. Not year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, because I, I think it was March. Yeah, March of 2019 that I started. So then it was like a couple months after that, that I that we got four properties under contract and we started rehabbing like we could only do one rehab at a time. Right. So we did that rehab, but I was doing other deals, you know, with like wholesale, not just rehabbing, but wholesaling or or joint venturing, putting people together. And I really focused um, just building up my network of people, of, of building relationships. My goal kind of was, okay, I'm not from there. I don't know anybody. How am I gonna get myself out there um, so people know who I am and I can make an impact 
and I can build relationships depending because I didn't really know what I was if I was going to stay in Baltimore I really didn't know what I was going to do um and so I focused really big on just providing value to other people and learning from other people and um so that was a lot of my time spent you know outside of marketing but I do have a and then so you're you're buying these say that your ones you're flipping for instance you're buying Mm -hmm. these you have a couple American partners so I assume you're using uh, like financing a fix and flip loan or something like that and you have them qualify? Yeah, they did all of that. I had nothing to do with any of that. You can't actually get hard money. Uh, Hard money won't lend to Canadian. I get hard money. I can get hard money. Oh, really? Tell me who, because we'll you talk know, after. Hard... <laughs> talk <laughs> after. <laughs> I've been looking for some, yeah, because it's, I, everybody I talk to is like, oh, we don't blend to Canadians. It's like, tricky. Oh, it's so it's... <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but I'll tell you this on here. How I started was I went on to LinkedIn and I was, back then I was investing in Huntsville, Alabama. And I was yeah. you know, typed in like mortgage broker, Huntsville, Alabama. And literally that. like, five or six or a thousand yeah. of them show up and then you just start to the top and you start calling every yeah, one of them asset, i <laughs> yeah. did that for asset managers actually trying to find reos i would go to linkedin and type in asset manager and then i'd message them and be like hey <laughs> so yeah LinkedIn's good for that yeah um, they're all there they're, it's a professional network they're all there and then just yeah you, you work your way through and a lot of them won't work with Canadians, but some will. Yeah. And some do nationwide. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really I haven't really dug into it that far because I yeah. I'm not gonna flip a property. It's not your yeah, there. you have the other side. You don't need it. Yeah. So yeah, they had their own LLC that I had signing authority for. Yeah. So I could sign all their documents for them because it was easier for me to deal with the paperwork. I was almost kind of like the admin slash I don't know, you know, I was that person. They yeah. they just I just told them where to go and what to kind of do. And I took care of everything else. It's kind of how it worked. Um, you know, like go to this property, go to this property, you know, oh, this one's under contract, you know, yeah. that's kind of how it worked. Um, which was, it was good. Um, I like to kind of be in control. So it was good for me. Um, yeah. So I, we used their LLC. Um, they had private money as well. Um, so they had a, um, a lawyer of some sort that had other people that would lend money. So, um, yeah, so you can use, you know, people's funds, people, other people, they had an equity part, a couple equity partners that would just come in and put money in to be a partner. And, and that's amazing to start with that at day one. Like I started with my own money and then I grew yeah, and like then I started I pulling really, people like in. I was yeah. really lucky to be put in the situation that I was in because I got to experience stuff that most people in their first year don't even know that about yeah um so i don't know how it fell into my lap but you know i i kind of set myself a goal i was like well i have six months right like i i didn't have a choice i knew that after six months i was gonna have to go back to work yeah um so i just like pushed and pushed i mean i was you know everyone who's successful always has a back against the wall story like that's yeah, why always, they took off yeah like it's like sink or swim man you got to do something yeah. you know and i did i the connected investors had a real estate investor of the year thing that i entered and i won it not thinking really didn't even think I, yeah i didn't think i was going to but everyone liked my story and so that gave me i did a podcast with ross hamilton and so like that still plays people still message me um so that happened in my first year 
where that got quite a bit of headway just because it was Ross yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> you know, it's pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Ross Hamilton. Um, so that was that kind of helped me get out, you know, for people to know who I was. And I'm a natural go-giver and want to give back to people. So I'm always helping other people. Um, people always come to me because they know that I'm nice and well. <laughs> but I feel like it was all of this knowledge was given to me and I didn't have to pay for a single dime of it. And so my way is just to give it back to other people, you know, it was given to me. So it's like pay it forward. It's kind of my philosophy with that. Um, and there's so much money out there that you don't need to be greedy. Like other people can get it, you know, <laughs> this you're, just you're preaching free. to the choir. That's why I do a yeah. podcast for free. I yeah. teach on it for free. Yeah. There's now I'm on clubhouse. Oh. Yeah. I always, I always kind of shake my head when people are reselling other people's education. Like, oh, I took a yeah. Now they're going to resell that, it, and you're like, really? That's all that it is. It's just other people's. You didn't invent this wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's the same stuff, just said a tiny bit different. Right? Exactly. I mean, and and Todd had access to probably like every real estate program, coaching program you could ever think of. Um, so I mean, I went. I'm a really analytical so I went through a lot of those you know all the Sean Terry stuff yeah. um and he's got a lot of stuff Jerry Norton's yeah. program like I didn't that one. clever investor okay. <laughs> you know um and now like I'm in clubhouse and I'm on stage with clever investor and like having a conversation with them you know like so it's it's funny um you know Pace Morby is another big creative finance guy in the states um who I have a good relationship with as well so yeah, I worked really hard on building my network of, of people and and because I thought if I ever need something, I, I gotta have somebody, right? Like I don't know anybody else down there. I you yeah. know, so I kind of strategically did that on purpose because I didn't know very much at the time. I know I still don't know that much. There's probably there's tons of stuff I don't know about real estate, but I thought, there's, eh, there's so much you can't know it somebody. all you can't know yeah. it all you just figure out yeah. what something you're good at and you just make it repeatable <laughs> yeah it, that's exactly it and it's funny because i got into a program with um investor fuse i'm not sure if you're familiar with dan swartz and investor fuse no. but he basically teaches you how to build a, a business right okay. i didn't know i didn't that's important i never wanted <laughs> to own a business i never thought about owning a business so this is so new to me and so i've been in this in this thing teaching how to build systems and processes and all that kind of stuff which is so important and people don't talk about ever mm -hmm. um but we have this mastermind and about six months into it dan told me you just need to do what you're good at liana because i'd stress out about like oh, i don't know what to do i don't i can't run this business i don't want to hire people you know i don't know what do i pay them like because that's the stuff going through my head and finally like maybe a month or two ago it just clicked and I'm like what am I doing I just need to do what I'm good at and so that's where I've kind of it finally just went ding and so I've built my kind of business around what I'm good at and started to kind of delegate the stuff that I'm not good at um, and it seems to be where it's working now you know because Todd and I don't after our last flip we kind of i said i want to go out on my own and i don't really need you anymore <laughs> you know you know you don't need to teach me we still work together but yeah. i wanted to kind of build my own my own kind of thing and so i'm still in baltimore yeah. uh, doing stuff and and i'll wholesale them deals now instead of fixing and flipping um so it's good but. so how does what does your business look like today 
and what's your day-to-day -day look like today and then yeah I, yeah I don't yeah keep you so all day, I but. have um yeah I have a, a I have a cold caller that that calls just from the Philippines um yeah. they're I think she's six bucks an hour or something like that yeah. she pulls all of my data and cleans all of my she does all of that stuff but I don't because I hate spreadsheets um <laughs> so she'll call for eight hours a day and and um she'll send i just i'm the one that closes the leads still like i'm not even that big of a business i know people are like we have to get all these people and i'm like nope because i still really like yeah. to be a part of it um i'm doing the business and speaking to the people like that's where i'm good at you know so yeah. i want to be involved in the day-to-day -day right now maybe not eventually but for now i do um yeah. so it's just really me it's her she's the one that calls and and i do kind of the rest of the follow-up um with with everything i am going to hire one other person like a lead manager to take care of that stuff because it's a little bit too much for me to do all of it oh yeah because um, i'm just getting you know I'm, i have enough leads now that i i can have somebody else follow up with them that's so, that's awesome yeah so i'm slowly not doing you know 16 hour days <laughs> i'm slow <laughs> um you know because people forget right they're like oh no business but it's so hard it's so hard it's it's yeah entrepreneurship is weird <laughs> and i never thought of myself as as a visionary and you know that type of person i'm not but i guess i kind of am i'm learning that about myself <laughs> which is cool you yeah. know it's definitely i do wish i would have started this 20, 10 years ago you know before but you know we still got lots of years left <laughs> you know yeah. yeah leanna if people so, yeah, wanted to track you down what's mm -hmm. what's the best place to do so yeah you know what facebook is usually like i'm i'm not on there as much anymore but facebook is the best is the best place you can go to um i have a couple of facebook pages there's home ethic solutions um another one's we buy md properties um or just my regular facebook i'm probably pretty easy to find on there yep. if you're on clubhouse i'm on clubhouse too Send me um, some links wherever you want people to find you and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. And then yeah, you yeah. Facebook, Facebook's yeah. probably the best, okay. the best place. Yeah. Messenger or something. It's probably the easiest for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you for coming on the show so much. I, uh, yeah, no I, I probed a lot of stuff out of you. So I think that there people can, <laughs> <laughs> can get like a good sense of the business and, uh, yeah, they can do the next step of deep diving to figure out how to do all these things. But yeah, you, yeah, you, no. And if anybody has like any questions, they can always reach out to me and, and I can walk them through it.